The Koigig Pod. Emma Bird is in tears. Keeping you up to date with all this summer's football in Australia. I can't believe it. We've finally done it. Subscribe to The Koigig Pod on the Off The Ball app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off The Ball. How are things? It's All-Ireland Senior Football Championship final build-up. I've done the, the crack in Dublin. Now it's time for the crack in Kerry. Landed in the, the beautiful Farron 4 airport uh, near the Fireys uh, this morning. What a lovely part of the world. I met Dublin Jerry last week uh, in Dublin. He's a, he's a Dublin GA super fan, so I figured I'd balance out the books and meet a bit of a, a I guess, a Kerry super fan this week. Uh, so we're near the Fireys club, and a, a man I met on the, on the side of the road has kindly invited me uh, into his home. Um for a little bit of a chat ahead of the, the game between Kerry and Dublin this weekend. Owen, is it? Yeah, I was, I was going to say uh, Shane as well, right? We didn't properly introduce ourselves earlier, but that, that is your name, isn't it? That is my, that is my name. So it's, it's Owen Sheehan, he tells me his name is. Uh, so I just turned around there so you can get a good look at him. You're probably not used to seeing him no. on screen. Lovely Kerry jersey you have, Owen. A lovely Kerry home you have here as well. You've got all the flags and the bunting out. Have you been a... A Kerry fan all your life? Uh, just a recent convert, actually. Yeah, I just uh, flew home and uh, I've uh, heard that there was this, this sports event happening in Dublin. Gaelic football mm. uh, is what it's called. And uh, you've got a capital city in Dublin, which uh, should be winning all Ireland's every single year. But there's this fairy tale brewing this year, this uh, county called Kerry. Uh, these uh, th- 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 This poor, unlucky uh, county, a big, big underdog in a, in a sporting sense. So I guess... It tapped into my heartstrings as a as a sports fan. So as of the last couple of days, I said I'd uh, I'd put everything behind Kerry and their worthy cause for this weekend. Uh, you were telling me there before we started on air that you were you were you, were, you flew home uh, yesterday. So were you, were you traveling or? or <laughs> what was the, what was the crack? How long were you away for? I was away for a year thereabouts. Uh, right. Like actually, as as it turns out, the more I've read about this Kerry GEA thing, it, it turns out that actually they they are all Ireland champions and they won this championship last year. So uh, it's funny actually. It just uh, coincided with uh, my departure and my return. Coincidentally, seems to have ha- happened right on time for for this game this weekend. So uh, obviously, uh, there is some sort of uh, external extraterrestrial force uh, at play here that has uh, dictated that my time uh, away on the other side of the world has has exactly happened at at, at this juncture. It, it worked out well, and you obviously um, you, you'll you'll be aware of the Kerry stereotype. You know, the cute kind of Kerry fan that plays down chances. You, you booked your flight home. I noticed for after the semi final and for before the final. So. I'm guessing this isn't a this isn't a coincidence. Well, I mean, it is a coincidence. It is. A, it's a it's a pure coincidence. It's uh, they're, they're, these things just tend to happen. I'm I'm very very fortunate that uh, Kerry versus Dublin is happening this weekend. There was absolutely no planning whatsoever done when when I happened to be booking these flights back in February March. Pure coincidence that that Kerry happened to be playing this weekend. Yeah. South America was it you were travelling for the? That's where I was. Yeah, that's where I was. Uh, not a not a massive GEA stronghold, but a little bit of GEA down there as well. Uh, so. Uh, but no, it wasn't the the same thing to to be able to experience, you know, uh, Kerry GEA uh, across the world. It's just not the same. It's 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 one thing maybe watching Premier League and and, and other sports. It's very very difficult to actually uh, feel the the fervor and the, the proper cute Kerry heroism when when you're in a different part of the world entirely. I don't know if you've ever heard of the um, the Kerry Mafia. So there's there's this group of <laughs> I suppose super fans you call them as right, well. Um, funny enough, there's there's a lad on uh, as part of the Mafia. I think he could be the chairperson. His name is Owen as well. So it's right. obviously a popular name down these parts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've if, if you've come across. I know you you only landed home yesterday, so you might not be familiar. But no, <laughs> it's a what's, pretty what's like? it's a pretty exciting group. Owen. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard good things. Right. I've heard good things, but 
Uh, have you been invited into this this mafia as of yet? No, I heard he's a bit of a dick, that guy, to be quite honest with you, and uh, there's been absolutely no invite whatsoever. I, I heard there's actually quite, uh, quite, quite almost like a, a sort of anti-external uh, view inside the Kerry Mafia. No no outsiders are, are invited, so as somebody who's not been here for, for quite some time, I think uh, I'd be very, very lucky indeed to, to get to spend time and rub shoulders with these these geniuses and the intelligentsia of, uh, of Gaelic games. Uh, but, but you never know. Maybe you do get lucky. Maybe dreams do come true and this weekend I might be able to, to meet one or two of them. Uh, so you're, you're obviously a Kerry fan since since birth. This is your lovely home that you've you've invited me into. Uh, your lovely parents, Carmen and John as well, and, and, and all the family have been very kind and, and open to me. And I just bumped into you on the road, which yeah. was a lovely... You were obviously... Um, I think you were, you were thumbing a lift, which was clearly a, maybe a habit or PTSD yeah. from, from your South American days. But... Thank you so much for bringing me into your home. I'm sh- like, does this happen often in All Ireland Build Up Week? Do you just random bring random strangers into your home? I generally stand outside twenty four seven. You will have seen the the tents down at the bottom of the road. So so I camp there whenever I hear a car. Mm-hmm. I just come out and uh, you know. I guess flash the Kerry jersey that, that I'm wearing and uh, hope that a journalist or two will be stopping by in order uh, for me to, to gain more fame and, uh, and traction for my brand, which uh, is, of course, a number one Kerry superfan. So hopefully I'll be able to appear on all the front of the local papers. Uh, I'm willing to hand out my address to anybody who uh, slides into my DMs. So just please just uh, come on by and uh, just say that you're a journalist and I'll send you my address and you can uh, pop in and interview me. Please give me attention. Is this your your first time on on national media or national airwaves? Yeah, as you can tell, I'm I'm quite nervous about this as well. So this is this is quite a big moment for me. But uh, you've been you've been very kind. You've told me how this was going to work, and uh, I, I think it's been a, it's been quite a, a positive experience. So this this is a microphone. So what happens is you, you, we basically talk into this, okay, and then and this this picture goes goes on to the the magic of. of YouTube and, and Twitter right. and, and Instagram and that sort of thing and people can can leave really lovely comments and generally speaking like I present a, at the moment just for the last year um, it's a morning show called OTBAM it's the sports breakfast show from Off The Ball nice. congratulations thank you uh, weekdays from half past seven uh, till ten o'clock so it's it's lovely obviously it, it means early mornings Um Hopefully we can have a, a new fan now in in, 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 Owen, in Owen Sheehan. Yeah, f- for sure. So you said you said you're on the YouTube. I must. Uh, I must it's YouTube.com forward slash off the ball. I'm not sure if the broadband has made its way to the Fireys or Farn Four yet, but but if if you have it, I'd highly recommend once, it. Once it once it arrives, yeah, for sure, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to check out this this uh, YouTube.com uh, thing that you you mentioned there. So uh, I'll I'll be able to to, to watch and. Uh, God, it's it's a great opportunity that you've given me here. That and I'm sure I'll be. I'm sure many more people will stop by my house as a as a result of the opportunity. How do you feel generally on all? Our- <laughs> <laughs> this is why he's the greatest, folks. He can keep the straight face. I can't. Um, all Ireland final week, Owen. Uh, I guess since you were a kid, you've had the luxury. Us modern people wouldn't understand this feeling, but um, all Ireland final week, filled with nerves, filled with tension, filled with pints in the boar's head and, and other places. So. Has it ever? Do you remember your first All Ireland final week? Sorry, as a Kerry fan. No, I don't remember the week of it. I remember generally being at the game. It was a 2000 replay against Galway. It was, it was the first time I was at uh, an All Ireland final. I remember. I remember generally being there. I don't remember much beyond that. Uh, didn't go to the O2 or the O4 final. So I guess the first final that I, I properly remember, unfortunately, is uh, 2005 when it comes to actually being in Crow Park and Peter Canavan scoring that goal. 
right in front of me. So that that was probably the, the first vivid All Ireland final week build up day that I that I can properly properly remember, and it was a bad one. And maybe it's the PTSD from that that gives me still a little bit of caution when it goes to when it comes to every single All Ireland final week. Um, but generally, there have been some very very good memories. Mayo have stepped up to the plate and and delivered some good memories. Cork, a big thank you to them and a big shout out to them. Oh seven oh nine. And to be fair, if Kerry win on Sunday probably thank Cork for, for the favour that they did for Kerry in terms of beating Mayo earlier in the year and, and carving out this beautiful path that Kerry then had to the All-Ireland Final so people have been very good to us Tyrone have been shit to us Dublin have been shit to us uh, but uh, hopefully the tables can turn on this because you'll hear that stat all week to 1985 and uh, the, the last time that, that, that Kerry actually beat Dublin in an All-Ireland Final so um, yeah seeing the blue jerseys and all that thankfully I'm not in Dublin this week that, there's a bit of PTSD about that for sure so it's it's kind of checkered when you think back to All-Ireland Final Week the expectation the hope sometimes it's crushed sometimes it actually leads to like a, a, a real feeling of ecstasy like last year for example I understand that when you, when you were in Ireland before your, your time abroad you would have been a bit like the Kerry Mafia, actually, a, yeah. a regular Kerry fan, a match match going fan. So you would have been going to the league matches and and all the rest. Um, so were you able this year, I guess, when in your time abroad to watch the the matches, tune into the matches on radio, or, or what was your your general match day experience when you were abroad? Well, every game other than Kerry Louth, including the league, was available to watch. Uh, like obviously there were a lot of complaints here about a lot of them being available on GEA Go as opposed to free to air, but. When you're abroad, you don't really care. So every single game other than Kerry Loud was was available. But uh, I mean, that game was of course carried live on, on Radio Kerry, so you could catch it there. Watch watch the tape back later. But you know, it was it was very very straightforward. But it was just me and the laptop. Really, there was never really any great moment of uh, of an Irish pub anywhere abroad. Plenty of Irish pubs, but none of them really was was uh, a huge moment for any of the Kerry games. The biggest one was was probably last. Two, two weeks ago for, for Kerry versus Derry in, in Atlanta, Georgia, where I guess there was maybe a dozen GEA fans. But uh, by the time I got to New York last weekend, it was it was hurling final weekend. So that, that would have been the place to watch a Kerry game, I'm sure. But no, unfortunately, there wasn't a big Kerry GEA supporters group in Peru or Colombia or anything like that. But never say never, maybe in the future. And as you mentioned, of course, the GEA go and the Radio Kerry have got, could have always, of course, got a lot of the build-up and the post-match analysis as well on, on Off the Ball uh, on OTBAM, this sports breakfast show for whom yeah. we're, we're speaking now. Um, so how are you feeling about this week? As you say, those those kind of sky blue jerseys can strike fear into certain counties. Um, I guess back in the 70s and 80s, Kerry certainly had the Dubs number. 2011, it probably brings back bad memories for you. Last year, semi-final, and sh- uh, I guess made up for that somewhat. Um but how are you feeling this week? Uh, pretty confident, uh, like uh, in what Kerry are going to do. Uh, not so confident about the results. It's an impossible to call. I don't think anybody can be can be fully, I guess, forthright in, in what they think is is going to happen. I've heard some people quite forthright, like uh, listening to Joe Brawley on with Tomas O'Shea during the week. He, he he's not really giving Kerry a chance. He thinks dubs by by six or more uh, if I'm not mistaken I think maybe Vinnie Murphy was saying something similar on Twitter so, so there is a coterie of people who, who really believe that, that Dublin will win well uh, this weekend but I'm confident that that's not going to happen I'm, I'm not so, I'm not saying I'm confident Kerry are going to win but I'm, I'm confident that at least well, that's the, what you're saying I think yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm at least confident that I don't think it's a hot take to suggest that the All-Ireland champions are able to hold a candle to Dublin uh, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's an overstatement at all like one of the things Bradley was saying during the week was that no Kerry player other than David Clifford and maybe Shane Ryan will get into Tommaso Shea's team of the 2000s which I don't necessarily agree with I think there's 
been this narrative around Kerry where the, the over-reliance on Clifford talk has turned into this sort of talk about the rest of the team being crap or that they're that they're like patsies in this team, which it, it's just nonsense, really. Like, when you go through every single line of the team, whether it's Tom Sullivan and Jason Foley or Gavin White, Dermot O'Connor, Sean O'Shea, Paddy Clifford, I think there are plenty of players uh, outside of uh, David Clifford who would uh, who would get into the Dublin team, who might get into the Kerry team of the 2000s. And then you've got the, the potential that, that they have inside in that full forward line as well. I think Kerry have just haven't been potent in the inside forwards outside of David Clifford. And people have maybe got a little bit carried away with themselves thinking that this team as a whole is mediocre, which is not the case. Kerry are not mediocre. Kerry are an excellent team. Dublin are an excellent team. These are the best two teams in the country. And I think anybody who says that Kerry outside of Clifford aren't a very good team, I'm not sure have they, have they maybe grasped the point of this team or, or maybe watched enough of this team, to be honest. There's been a, dis- bit, of, a bit of disrespect hurled at Kerry this year. I think the... Probably the nature of the Mayo game maybe in Killarney was the was the turning point where everyone was like, ah, this Kerry team don't have it. But it seemed throughout the year that every team that even won their province or, or performed well in the groups all had bad days. And that just turned out to be Kerry's blip, I guess. Yeah, it, it did. And like I'll go back to it. Kerry are very fortunate that Mayo did lose to Cork because that did alter the shape of the season completely. Even Tyke Morley, when he was talking to Tommy during the week, made that point. That the- Tommy Rooney for off the ball, you mean? Uh, yeah, yes. Oh, you know him. You're, you're familiar. I, I am. He's he's very very famous around these parts. You oh, know, yeah. yeah. Poster up in my room and all that. So he was. Uh, like Morley had the, pre- the pleasure of talking to him uh, during the week, and he was making the point that you know they were prepared for a, a very disrupted schedule, and then it came along, and it was a nice tidy two weeks off game, two weeks off game schedule, and uh, that's that's led them to the All Ireland final. So um, yeah, that, like that that Mayo game was was extraordinary. Kerry didn't go out to lose it or anything like that. Mm. They wanted to keep that Killarney Championship record. It's a very record they've had since the mid-90s but Jack O'Connor just has this amazing ability to turn a season around when the chips are down he's the one man you want on the sideline when you're having a bit of a lull in the season he's done it before it kind of feels a little bit like 2009 you know they came back after a, a pretty disappointing start to the championship season and then hammered the life out of a, a big team in a quarter final and now they find themselves back in an All-Ireland final the one difference with 9 is that Kerry won comfortably in that year's final. They're not going to win comfortably this weekend. I don't think either team is going to win comfortably this weekend. It's going to be a very, very tight match. But it is as big as it gets in our national sport. In, in, in Gaelic games, a final between Kerry and Dublin. It's only the 17th time it's ever happened in history. It's a final between these two teams. It's a special moment. It's, it's a, a, as big as an occasion can possibly get in Gaelic games. It's it's like Barbie versus Oppenheimer in the Gaelic games form. This is really two titans of the game. It was maybe Oppenheimer versus Oppenheimer, to be fair. Like two titans of the <laughs> game. Barbie. That, that not everybody like. David Clifford is Barbie, obviously, and Conor Callaghan is Oppenheimer. Finally, we've got some definition on, on what this rivalry between these two great players actually means. Mm. But maybe these are two, two teams that maybe everybody hates uh, going toe-to-toe and everybody hates them because they're a cut above the rest. With all due respect to, to Derry and Monaghan, who will probably mm-hmm. uh, probably refute that. Uh, before we let you go, Owen, and uh, you've been very kind to, to bring me into your home and, and your lovely mother, Carmel, making me a cup of tea and plenty of breakfast and food there. Um, so that was a, a lovely welcome, I have to say. I'm a big Kerry fan now after, after this weekend already. How is the game going to go? What's your ultimate match prediction? I think Kerry will win, but I, I, I mean... I'm not sure. Like I, you, you tell me. Like, is, uh, am I be, am I like allowing my my vision to just get uh, glassy eyed and uh, green and gold tinted? Is that is that the way I'm looking at this? Because is it, is the evidence telling us that Dublin are actually in a better place to win this game? Like the the 
the, the 2022 game has been used so much in the build-up to this week. You know that you know Kerry were better than Dublin that day, and Dublin are now better than they were that day. So therefore, they're better than Kerry. I respect that logic, but to even further that logic, I would say that Kerry weren't that much better than Dublin on that occasion last year. The only thing that went uh, uh, between the, the only difference between them last year was it was their conversion rate. I mean, they had the same amounts of same amount of shots basically. I think they had b- about 23, 24 shots apiece, and Kerry had a 69% conversion rate. Dublin had a 60% conversion rate. Have Dublin got better on that front this season? Yes, they have. Funnily enough, they actually had a 69% conversion rate in their semi-final against Monaghan this year, while Kerry were down to 60. So the tables have turned in terms of how slick they were in the semi-finals, and Dublin have all these players. And you've got the news yesterday that Tony Brosson is out, so it like limits one option that Kerry have in a bench battle that's been spoken as like the defining feature in this game. So what is my evidence that Kerry are actually going to win this game, despite the fact that I'm predicting they're going to win? Well, the answer is, Shane, I don't know, other than David Clifford. And this hope, and it is hope, this hope that there's going to be a few other big performances in those forwards, that Paul Ganey is going to put in one of his one of his great performances because he can do it on the big day the hope that Killian Spillane comes off the bench and is fit and is ready to do what he did in 2019 that an Adrian Spillane or a Darren Moynihan just has an absolute stormer not necessarily kicking a score or anything just dominating that middle third giving Jack Barry and Dermot O'Connor help so the reasons why I think Kerry will win is based on hope rather than expectation this weekend however the David Clifford factor is based on expectation beyond expectation and I think that's probably what's just tipping me over the line here that I can't not see him having a great game and I think Kerry will do it. Yeah, that Clifford Fitzsimons battle, if it is Michael Fitzsimons picking him up, it's going to be it's going to be cracker. I think you're right. I don't think it's hard overhead to say Kerry will win this game. I think you can make an argument for hard and head for Kerry in this. Even you know performances like Stephen O'Brien's in the second half of the semi-final, if more Kerry players can find the likes of that level, I mean... There's only going to be one winner. Yeah, the only problem is that there's not too many of them. Like beyond Stephen O'Brien, like t- Tony was going to be. The, well, was Tony going to be the next man up? I'm not sure. I think like if you go back to Mayo again in the league or in the championship when they get hammered, like Jack did hook Tony at at, at half time, like when they needed a few scores, didn't necessarily trust him to 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 to, to start the comeback. And I think maybe if Killian Spillane was fit for the last couple of games. Maybe Killian Spillane would have been getting on ahead of Tony Brosson because Killian has proved that he is a big game player, a big turnover against Galway last year. Obviously, he's the last person to score against Cluxon in the championship fixture and what a goal that was in 2019. So maybe he was always going to be ahead of Brosson anyway when it comes to coming on. But I think maybe you, you, you need all of these players coming in off the bench and maybe to a degree chickens are coming home to roost a little bit for Kerry. I, I think we needed one other inside forward to really be pushing Ganey for a starting spot this season and it just hasn't happened for a number of reasons. I think I think fitness has been a big issue when it comes to Spillane. Brosson maybe hasn't been consistent enough to get into the starting 15 and then you had Dara Roach and Donal O'Sullivan who were like the big players at the start of the league campaign for Kerry. Uh, it's probably just a bit too soon for, for Donal down and, and Dara Roach got injured. So all of these factors may actually be decisive on Sunday when Kerry are one or two points down chasing the game the legs are just gone in the forwards not being able to find that last inside forward back in February, March might actually be the thing that, that bites them in the ass at the weekend but again as I say Paul Ganey and Killian Spillane could come up trumps I have to say it's been it's been an absolute pleasure great to meet you Shane yeah absolutely yeah. O- o- Owen isn't it yes Owen Owen, Owen uh, Sheehan Owen Sheehan Sheehan apologies yeah, for the yeah, pronunciation yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to say you're a brilliant pundit and analyst and, and broadcaster like I have to, I'm actually moving off mornings now in September upcoming so there there will be an opportunity there for for someone to kind of take over that that slot in the in the morning time so I mean 
I'm not, I don't know what your chosen career path is, but certainly there's an opportunity there. I've got a, a SoundCloud that you can check out. I've done some community uh, radio. Uh, Fire is 104 to, to 102. It's like backwards. Uh, I was going to say, that uh, sounds weird. So everything everything I record actually goes out backwards, but uh, it's it's kind of like a new, a new venture that I've got going. Re- really good. We've got like one advertiser on board as well uh, recently. So uh, yeah, Fire is 104 to 102, sponsored by Gatorade. You can check that out and it's it's on my SoundCloud and all that. So I can, I can send in my CV and, uh, and potentially there might be a few more opportunities coming up in, in, in your place, Shane. Please do. And we, we do a section every Friday. It's, it's a quiz. It's it's pretty crappy. We call it the crappy quiz. Um, so it's kind of, it's it's the last 12 months or so, it's gone off a cliff essentially in terms of uh, quality. Right. So again, that's another section where we're kind of maybe looking for someone to step in and, and take over the mantle, I guess, become that person, the, the lead, the face of it, you could say. That does sound absolutely shite. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That, that could be a... Even uh, admittedly, it's a, it's a, it's it's not a great place that I'm at uh, in, in this community radio station that I run. Mm. But it sounds like that even for me would be career oh. suicide to to get involved in in that. So that does sound absolutely awful, Shane. It is it is terribly awful, uh, and it's it's only gone downhill. I think uh, our listeners and viewers will agree, and they let, let they will let us know in the comments. Um, that it is awful. Uh, there is a flag in the back. I don't know if you want to just before we finish just go over there and maybe wave the flag for us. It's been kind of lying in the background. You could maybe just show us that the flag is there. I can show you the flag is there. Yeah, that'll be perfect. So we have the flag in the background there. Uh, our, our lovely guest. Flag there now, yep. So there you go. There you go. So just wanted to show off the colours there before we finish. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I can, uh, I can wave a flag for your yeah. for your little podcast there, Shane. Thank you, because no as I said, we're on YouTube and all the rest as well. So uh, as 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 the great man once said, no Sheehan, no party. So, Owen, pleasure to meet you. And uh, may Kerry, I wish Kerry all the best this weekend. Th- thank you so much, Shane. We will see you soon and good luck on your travels. Good night. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.